This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Monday the 24th of July 2023. Coming up, more of your feedback and also why I'll never be talking about Twitter again. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest. Happy Monday. Happy Mondays to you, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I am so happy today. And I think everyone listening is going to be so happy today mm. because I will never speak about Twitter ever again. Breaking news. Yes. Breaking news. Oh, that's, sorry. That that's totally a surprise. That. So yeah, it was meant to be louder than that. Yeah, let's Breaking try that. news. Yeah. Breaking yes. news. Someone was whispering in the background. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Breaking news. Shh. Yeah. They, what, yeah, but you yeah, know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Explain this to me because okay, I, I did. I did see this headline, and I'm quite frankly uh, confused by it. Carry on. Uh, yeah, because uh, the reason I'll never be mentioning it again is because apparently it is dead. He is killing all the birds. Well, not all of them. I should be very oh, clear on this. Uh, <laughs> birds themselves, the, the, the ones that flap about outside that make noise and go tweet, 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 those birds are fine. Yes. Uh, it's the ones that are um, painted blue. Those are the ones you've got to be careful about. Um, does this make sense? Right. <laughs> no, so not basically, so. he's getting rid of. <laughs> Please just tell us how the news. To, how to confuse <laughs> a nation. Uh, so, yeah, basically the Twitter brand is being retired. That is it. It is moving on. And yesterday, a weird tweet, <laughs> unusually, from uh, Elon Musk. We'll no longer be able to call it tweets, I guess. Uh, but a weird tweet came out saying, ah, I'm changing the logo. What do you guys think? Come up with a logo for the new company. We're going to call it X. Uh, best logo gets, you know, uploaded tonight. I mean, this is the kind of thing local radio stations used to do. You know, this is ridiculous. To, you know, get the kids to draw a new logo of the of the for the radio station. Now you've got <laughs> you know a social media company. Uh, you know, a huge business like this just basically throwing it out to people to say, hey, you know what? Draw a logo, and it might become the next logo for the Twitter company, which is going to be called X. We will use it tomorrow. Yes. I, 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 you know what? I have no idea what he's talking about anymore. I, it's just confusing. Did it happen? Is it going to happen? Is this just nonsense? He has started the new company, hasn't he? He registered the company. Was it X Inc. or something yeah, like that? X.ai, I think, is the, or XAI or something it's called. But yeah, but basically the, the company website is X.com. And if you go to X.com, at least right now, and who Dangerous. knows what could happen in the next couple of hours, but you know, at least as far as uh, time of this recording, uh, when you go there, it takes you to the Twitter website with all the yeah. Twitter branding. <laughs> well, Except okay. last night he changed the logo, so he did change it. He got rid of the bird logo, and now it's just a, a, a X on a black background, and that isn't at all terrifying, you know, and, and slightly know, it's a uh, bit weird, isn't it? Dark. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue that he's simply stamping his own take on it, and Twitter is no more. People's got expectations when they hear Twitter, and now you know, hey, this isn't Twitter anymore. Toto. Maybe no, that's so the he, thing. He wants it to become like the WeChat app that is in um, China. China, right? so yeah. This is, and, and they call it the everything app, right? Because you can you can communicate on it. You can pay for things on it. You can, there's a marketplace on there. I think basically the, it, in China, it's the one app everyone lives on. And he's seeing this as an opportunity because there's nothing really like this outside of, of China. And he's thinking, mm. well, okay, let's create this here. You know, or at least in the US and Canada and the UK and I guess in the West of the world because Europe probably won't let it anywhere near them. Uh, <laughs> they seem to just want to you know keep all this out, which I think, if I'm honest, we may look to to this and, and see some benefits in the future. Are you listening, Britain? Anyway, all right, um, calm down. Blimey. Oh, you won't be saying that when we can't get an iPhone anymore. I know. Well, FaceTime's going to go, isn't it? FaceTime, iMessage in the UK yep. is... Well, that, yeah, that's a UK thing, right? That's got nothing to do with Europe, from my oh, understanding. I, I don't know. I, can't I don't remember. know. I, I just can't keep up with this just anymore. so sad with it all. It just feels a bit clickbaity, all those headlines, you know, with yeah, all but, this, you know, everything's going to disappear overnight. Well, I don't I think get, it is. Exactly. You just, yeah, until it happens, then we go, oh, no, yeah. what happened? Oh, right, but, okay. <laughs> The thing is, doesn't that make who was, sense? Who was asking that question last week with Braille pen pals? Because I think we'll have to kick that up for us. We need Braille pen pals. It's the only way we can communicate. Braille's app. That'll be us. Doesn't it make sense, though, the one app to do everything? I mean, yeah. from a business point of view, 
that makes total sense. He, uh, Twitter's had so many years of making absolutely no money. In fact, hemorrhaging money. And as he's invested in it, I suppose it makes sense to say, you know what, this isn't what you thought Twitter was anymore. Let's, let's make it something else. It's just a weird name that's all X. It's just all a bit, you know. It's the everything weird. That's the, that's the thing, I, I think. And X, is, it could be anything. I think that's the whole point. But, you know, I, I don't know if I like where this is going. I don't know if this is a smart move at all. I don't know. I mean, a time will tell. I feel the problem with this is everyone loves to jump on this and in turn here at Double Tap, they like to jump on me and say, ah, you know, you're, you're promoting this and you're saying this is a good thing. And I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying it's, it's a, it's a, this is what's happening. You know, this company is changing. Twitter will be no more as a name. Uh, the X app will continue and then we'll be expressing ourselves or whatever oh. it is we do on there. I don't know. Uh, Exposing. Um, goodness, it could be pretty grim very quickly. Yeah, the thing is, we still don't know if it's actually going to happen. With Elon, this could be just, oh, you know, I woke up with this idea in my head and now I've totally forgotten. Well, no, we it. do. We do know this. this is, we know it's coming in 2024. That's what we know. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. they've started okay. rebranding very early. I mean, think about it, right? You would think they would be building this up and, you know, they'd expect a rollout at some point, 2024. But, you know, they've just changed the name already. They haven't actually added any of this functionality in. So what you're getting is feature creep instead. You know, yes. every every so often you'll just see this new feature turn up. And, of course, from our point of view, will accessibility be there? Uh, probably not. I'm going to oh. put it out there. I'm going to say probably not. Okay. We will wait and see. I hope he's just not changing the name to try and dodge his responsibilities when it comes to paying his staff and things like that. A few lawsuits he's got. <sighs> Goodness. Um, yeah. Uh, who knows? Allegedly. Elon. Uh, possibly. I don't know. Sorry. Where's the lawyer's gone? They've left. I, I, I do think he genuinely <laughs> wants to create a company that will make money. And I don't think there's any issue with that. At yes, all. everyone does. But, you know, I, the problem is the people who use Twitter and the ones who, you know, it's interesting the the debates I've been having back and forward with people about Twitter and you know, some people are absolutely convinced I am the spawn of the devil because yes. I, you know, still on Twitter. And I find it kind of laughable that these are the same people who will often shout about the fact that we need to be out there advocating for ourselves as blind people in particular. And I'm talking here specifically about blind people. Who, you know, we need to be out there advocating for ourselves, pushing, you know, our, ourselves out into the mainstream whilst at the same time doing everything possible to avoid the mainstream and get away from anything which is not accessible and is not you know, considered to be usable by blind people. So it, it seems to me the principle today stands. It's a very awkward and weird principle that seems to be coming out, which I'm hearing, which is you know, if something's bad, if something's inaccessible, walk away from the product because that will destroy the product and then therefore you solve the problem. Rather than trying to fix the problem, and be part of the solution to it, which mm -hmm. is kind of where I'm at. I'm more of a, let's just stay part of it. Let's try and fix it. Now, whether or not we succeed or not, that's yet to be told. That part of the story we don't know yet, because it's still an ongoing discussion. But I can guarantee you, by not being part of it, we will not fix it. I can absolutely guarantee you that. Okay. And that's my issue with this. you know, and, and, and it's, it's Because this thing keeps coming up about my views on people who left Twitter. You know, Some people are really hung up on this. And I get email and email and email after this. And I'm like, guys, can you just relax a bit? All right. I, the, the people I was going at, the people I went after were those people who made such a noise about leaving and then 10 minutes later came back. Oh. That's just well, hypocrisy, that's right? Yes. That's the people I'm after, I would right? agree with I, you, I don't, yes. I can't, I've no time for that. I make a big shouting match about not being there. And then these same people are coming back and saying, well, you know, it's popped back into Twitter the other day. It's like, well, if it's so evil and terrible, why are you doing that? <laughs> right? It's because you want to know what's going on, and Twitter is a place to know what's going on. There's still, apparently going by the recent numbers, 194 million people on there. Now, if, that's, if those figures are true, really? and I'm getting that from The Guardian, yeah, 194 million people are still on there. That's a lot of people. Right, it's, it's not as many as it was. Thought. Yeah, well, it was up to two hundred and fifty million at one time. Mm -hmm. And where those people are going, who knows? They might be. It might be fragmenting. Maybe Threads is taking up some of those. Or people, maybe, like me, they've just given up on the entire thing. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I mm. think it's it's very difficult though. The genie. I read a lot about the genie in the bottle argument when it comes to AI at the moment. There's a lot of articles been written about, you know, can we ever put the genie back in the bottle? I often wonder that about social media. Do you think we could ever go back to a world without social media? I don't know if we Ooh. could. No, I don't think we could. It's part of uh, society now. 
It just just is. And look, let's not be totally, oh, it's all toxic and terrible. There are benefits to it when it comes to staying in touch with your family and friends. It is great for that. Well, but, I think I think Facebook is that. I mean, that seems to me what Facebook is used for. Certainly, from friend, I'm not really yes. on Facebook that much, but I am. I do have an account on there. I don't post on there, uh, but I do see a lot of friends who, you know, especially in my neighbourhood, people who, you know, friends, and that's how I tend to keep in touch with my neighbours. Right. And you know, you see them posting pictures of their family and you know their night out or whatever, and they have a nice time and they put some pictures up and people like it, and it's all very basic and simple. Although I have to say, my local community forum is absolutely brilliant because they do love a good fight on there you know oh, everyone yeah. loves a good fight on a, a local neighborhood forum and there's nothing wrong with that we all enjoy a nice uh, argument i saw next door is very good for that and the next have door that, we don't have it doesn't seem to nobody uses that up here i don't think where i am oh no it's very good and you know what again so many positives to it in general it's a really nice experience you know people who lose their pets and whatever it's really yeah, good yeah, for yeah. that there's a marketplace and it's really local so it is good, um, but you always get someone who said, oh, I had so-and-so around to do this job for me, and they did a terrible job, and then they'll come on and say, no, you were terrible and never paid me. <laughs> ah, and then we all just grab the popcorn and watch. But it's far less um, toxic than, than other social media platforms. But then, again, it's because it's very focused. It's very, you know, it's our community, as in where you live. It's a far smaller community, and a lot of people know each other that are on there, so people tend to behave more. Again, you need a license to go on the internet. That's why I say, Sean for president. I just think that if this app is going to change dramatically, and I, I immediately think about the accessibility, it's just where my mind goes first. And we all do, I think. It, it, as blind people, it's just trained into us, isn't it? That immediately you think, ha. as soon as anyone says about an app, no matter what the app is, if a blind person tells you about an app, you hear a blind person saying, hey, you've got to try this app out. You immediately know you're fine. You're like, yeah, okay, no problem. I will immediately download that app yeah, and I will, I'll pay $300 for it. That's fine. That's fine because I know this person's <laughs> used it. If they can use it, I can use it. But it's when someone sighted says to you, look, friends of mine have said to me, oh, you know, you've got to go on threads. And I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I've tried it. I'm not in love with it. It's not that it's inaccessible. You know, please don't misread what I'm saying on this. I, I've never said it's inaccessible. But I think accessibility and usability are two very different things. And usability for me is not, it's not really there. You know, I find it quite a, a bit of a, a pain to navigate around. I don't really mm. enjoy it. And to be honest, I can't be bothered with another social network. So no, no thanks. Just can't be bothered. I mean, it takes me long enough to go <sighs> through Twitter every day and then go through, I, I don't really go through Facebook, but Mastodon as well. And, you know, you just kind of wish, the kind of world I'm in I guess I'm more of a put content out there than really get into huge debates and discussion on it. So yeah, that, that's helpful to me. And then you feel guilty if you don't respond to to any you know replies or messages on social you media. It's, I, I I do feel guilty, but I never respond. You're absolutely right. <laughs> hey, I, love, I love how you said that you that you know you feel guilty that you didn't respond, and then you changed it to I feel guilty. But I don't respond. That was quite a shift there, actually. It was a subtle, but, you know, good well, shift. I'm just glad that you're not going to be talking about Twitter anymore. How yeah, long are we into it. the show now? 15 minutes? Yeah, we're never going to talk about it ever again. I promise you it will never happen again. Because now I'm going to talk about X every day. Uh, right, let's get into some emails because so many of you have been getting in touch with various comments. And the subject of blind pride has been coming up quite a bit. Uh, Aaron Linson's been on our show before. And uh, he's written in this email. He's actually written a post uh, I think on LinkedIn he wrote this, and uh, he wanted to share it with us. So Laura's going to read his comment and his uh, LinkedIn post as well, which is focused on the subject of blind pride, as of course it is a disability pride month. This conversation has been coming up quite a bit. I've given you my thoughts on it. Here's what Aaron has to say. Hi, Stephen and Sean. I thought the listeners might enjoy this post I wrote. My turn to add to hashtag disability pride month. As a legally blind accessibility professional, where would I be without Braille? For those who don't know Braille, it is a code that allows blind people to read using a combination of raised dots. The system can be deployed for many applications like music, computer coding, math and science. Don't deny your visually impaired child or yourself the joy of reading in silence. Or how about reading while listening to classical music, a personal favourite of mine? When I learned Braille back in the 90s, the world opened up to me. The internet was just starting to become the thing and having a Braille display to read without listening was a joy. As technology has grown, so has Braille, with advancements in making the code easier for Braille printers, aka embosses. 
Braille can literally sit on the size of an SD card nowadays. Many teachers of blind students think that Braille is a waste of time, that Braille won't be around much longer because of technology. Well, I'm here to say that the statement isn't true. I believe that Braille has survived because technology has made Braille more possible and available to anyone who wants it, no matter what visual impairment you or a child has. Braille should be a learned experience. You don't have to read War and Peace. Just label cans or bottles around the house. Learn how to tell the difference between the numbers in an elevator. Better yet, don't get stuck in the wrong restroom because you can't tell the difference between the men's and the women's. Braille has multiple uses and no one can tell you that your use of Braille is wrong. You may use it for simple things or professional to read scripts, write music or even code. However you use Braille or want to use it, keep Braille thriving and alive with your use because without Braille, being literate is next to impossible. God bless, Aaron Linson. Thank you, Aaron. I think that uh, sums up my views <laughs> pretty well That's on amazing. Braille. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was very good. Uh, and, and by the way, Aaron, I did get your email. I'll be in touch at the end of the week. <laughs> Liar. Uh, so um, <laughs> I will. Yeah, all right. I, I want you to CC me on that email so that right, I know I you've sent it. Well, what I'm waiting for, Aaron, is an audio interface for someone to send me. Uh, <sighs> so as soon as I get that, I'll record something and then uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. So far, I feel that this is my life is just a series of my wife does this to me as well. She will do something. She's I'll like, ah, but you didn't do this. And I say, okay, so I have to do this now in order to achieve for you to do that. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what, right. What, is, what is this with life? Why are we just in this endless game of transactions? I can't possibly do this until that happens. It's I absolutely can't do true. something that would help me until you do something that helps you. <laughs> Sorry. Next. I have to tell you that loving the Hable One. Hable One is brilliant. Oh, do you know what? Let me say, I'm hating the Hable One at the moment. <laughs> I know Every why. Every two seconds is. What what button is it for dictate? What what button is it for this? What read the manual, Stephen? Sorry, Scott. I downloaded the Sean AI app, and uh, <laughs> I just send a message to it every so often and say, "Hey, can you tell me the key combination for this?" And I go, "I don't know, I don't know." And then I go online and I look at the manual, and then I WhatsApp you back. I know. Well, yes. you can thank a taxi company local oh. to me uh, who took uh, quite a long time to pick me up on Saturday for where I was going. So in that intervening time, guess what I did, Sean Priest? What did you do, Stephen Scott? I read the manual of the Hable One. Ah, well done you. Thank Where's you. the applause? Uh, I'm not applauding myself. That's a that's a bit oh, weird. Okay. Um, but you know, usually do. I, well, I do, but in private. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, um, I, the Hable One is a stunning piece of kit, and it can do away a lot more actually than I give it credit for. And even things like the text editing. And it's actually really simple because what I think is, I mean, okay, you've got to read the manual. <laughs> you really do have to read the manual on it. But hmm. the, the way the combinations work of, say, for example, you know, if you want to move around the rotor, you hold down five and six, or you hold down seven and then press five and six. Uh, and then you want to go backwards on the rotor, you hold down five and six and then press seven. button seven, right? It's kind of keeping everything in the one bit. So if you know one command, you know how to go forward on something, <laughs> it'll teach you how to go backwards as well. And I like that. It does take a bit of getting your head around, and you do need to know the Braille code to some degree, but... It's like Da Vinci code. It's, okay. it's a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. There was. Uh, I, I will say, though, I think that what they have done with this is actually pretty impressive because they're even selling this to people who are not Braillists. And I find that really interesting. There's lots of people buying this mm. who are not reading Braille, but they're learning Braille by using this, but just going through the manual, taking their time, they're picking up the letters, they're picking up. So it's actually a, like a little learning tool as well. It's kind it's of ingenious, you, actually. Funny you say that, because I am going to cover the Hable in an upcoming Shaun of the Shed. Ooh. And that's actually the angle I was going to go at. Oh, this, go. This, this is a, a, a Bluetooth remote control for your phone, and it's yeah. so much smaller than a Bluetooth keyboard. Because my initial response is, why would I? I don't care, I've got a Bluetooth keyboard. But actually, a Bluetooth keyboard isn't that small and portable. This you can just stick in your coat pocket and you're off. It is tiny. And what I love as well is that the battery seems to last forever. It does. Yes, it does. So it's, it's more like a Bluetooth keyboard in that sense, right? Because if I was taking my Logitech K380 uh, or, you know, well, yeah, probably that keyboard or the folding Matthias keyboard if I wanted to, those would last a good length of time. I would expect oh, that yes. to last, you know, if Months. I'm doing a... Well, yeah, I mean, if I do a train journey, right? So if I'm going from Glasgow to London, it's four and a half hours on a train. 
I would imagine I could easily do all of that and sit on that device the whole time and it would get me there. Of no course. problem at all. Yes. Um, but I find with my Focus, my Focus 14 in particular, which I love that display, but it's battery it just dies so quickly. I remember going on a flight and before I even I was in the airport cafe, before I even got on the plane and the battery was dead on it. And I thought, <laughs> this isn't great. And I know it's a different device and it's got more power going on. Of course, those pins constantly pushing up and down is going to eat away at the battery. I get all that. But even so, it felt like something wasn't quite right. And I got the battery replaced and it still doesn't feel like it's lasting that long. So to mm. me, these devices are great in the house. But if you're going out all the time and you were relying on it, I, I wouldn't. Whereas the Hable, I, I just feel I can rely on. And, you know, that could be an issue with the device. I don't know. But of course, just, they're different devices, right? Yeah. Like you said, they're totally different. The one's just an input. But yeah, yeah you're right. It, it does. It's just so convenient. I do like the Hable one, I must say. Does the Hable one, obviously you connect it via Bluetooth as you would, but you don't see it in the voiceover settings as a Bluetooth a Braille display. Is that right? Oh, do you know what? I actually... Don't, well, you wouldn't see it as a Braille display, would you? Would it just come under... a Braille under, keyboard or input, uh, no? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it would be under an input device classed as an input the way it would. But I, you know what? I haven't looked. I don't know. Because you don't add it that way. Because you do with the other ones. The other ones you have to add in... For some reason, you have to go via that particular menu under voiceover, under Braille, and then oh, you go yeah, to the bottom no, of the yeah. list. No, it's, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not a Braille display. It's definitely not connected that way. It's simply through the general Bluetooth settings, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just wonder what the, what the deal is with that, because obviously the input is different. Just, I don't know. I, uh, maybe maybe it, it's, it's just programmed. an input. It's just seeing it as a keyboard, basically. All right, all right. I'm just asking. Well, it's just Touchy a weird question. Today, you? What's wrong with well, you? I'm just, what just saying. the weekend? All right. I watched Hijack. Oh, so oh, good. So good. Apple so TV. Good. Oh, you got to watch TV. that. Apple TV. Audio description, Apple TV. I must admit, when it first arrived, I was like, well, there's nothing on it, right? But 100% of everything on it is audio described, and the audio description is fantastic. And Eltra's elbow, or whatever it was, in Hijack, absolutely amazing. I loved it. I can't wait for Wednesday for the next sorry, uh, episode. Sorry, Idris. Sorry, Idris. What's his name? Idris Elba. And I have to tell you, Elba. You'll, you'll know all about his elbow if he ever meets you and hears you <laughs> saying that. You'll know all about that elbow. It'll be in your Very face. Good. All right. Calm down. Next right. email. Let's go to Yorkshire Callum, who wants to talk about the subject of Braille and mental health. Here is Laura. Hello, Stephen, Sean, and of course, Laura. I've been catching up with the podcast over the weekend and just wanted to share some thoughts. Blind pride. To me, this is not the pride in the sense of achievement. It is that pride is the opposite of shame. Like in the LGBTQ plus community, to me at least, we are expressing pride that we are who we are and we have no choice about it. Despite being stigmatised, marginalised or made to be criminals, in the case of the LGBTQ plus community, we are not going away and we deserve the same opportunities as everyone else. Quite right. Braille. I can't read Braille yet. I wish I'd been taught it when I was younger and think the more options available for electronic Braille, the better. I can see pros and cons for Perkins and QWERTY, so give users the skills to use both and the choice, just like choosing Mac or PC, Apple or Android, or White Cane or Guide Dog, or all of them if you want. Choice is good. Mental health. I am a student counsellor and I am VI, so I have seen both sides of mental health struggles. I would plead with anyone struggling with their mental health to reach out for help. It is okay to not be okay. There is support out there. In the UK, we have Samaritans that offer crisis support and RNIB that offer specialist support for VIPs. There are similar support options in Canada and the US. Please don't suffer in silence. It can be crap being VI, but there is support to help. Apologies for the ramble. Love the show and keep up the great work. Warmly, Callum in sunny Yorkshire. Hashtag, friend of the shed. P.S. I can't find the hash symbol on my laptop. I feel so old, lol. So have written hashtag. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> I've done that before. No shame in it. Hashtag yeah. no shame. Um, where's hashtag? Is it next to the, uh, is it on your little finger? Next to the semicolon? It's on your little that finger? Hat? What are you talking about? On the keyboard. Yeah, I know, but it's not on the there, Bluetooth keyboard. Well, see, it depends because I'm on the Mac. So it's, you know, was it Alt? No, option three. No, oh, that's just ridiculous. Option three. God, the Mac, you need about 25 fingers to do anything. It's ridiculous. Sorry, carry on. Thanks. Um, anyway, speaking of, uh, just Callum, uh, just to be very clear, that's a ramble. Your email was not a ramble. <laughs> 
on any level. Your email was brilliant. Thank you so much for that. I uh, really, good. really appreciate that. And uh, do keep your emails coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, the subject of blind pride, I mean, look, I think if you want to be proud of, of your blindness or proud of what you've achieved because of your blindness or in spite of it, you do what you want. I think it's, it's a very personal thing to you. And I just, I'm not a big fan of the flag-waving blind pride thing because for me, it's just, it's just personal, not anyone else's views but mine. I just feel that, you know, if, if I could get rid of this blindness thing, I would get rid of it tomorrow. I'm not proud of it. I want rid of it. Um, that's why there's no rid in... Pro- oh, there is. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I would get rid of it tomorrow. Uh, so for me, it's a bit of a, yeah, do you know what? I get it for people who, who feel this way, but for me, it's just not really... Yeah. Again, he, he actually defined it. It's, it's the opposite of feeling shame. That's that's the use of the yeah, word pride yeah, here. I can go. I can go with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it is, there's no absolute in this for me. I think that's the thing. You know, I, I think the problem is there's a bit of an absolutism sometimes in our world of people who say, "Well, you know, if you're not proud of it, then you sh- you know you are ashamed of it." And I don't think that's necessarily true either. I think that you can you don't have to be shameful. You don't have to feel shame. Of course, you shouldn't. But you also don't necessarily have to feel so much pride that you're you know jumping up and down and wearing a, a I don't know a t-shirt with a an I minus the pupil in it or something, you know, to, to kind of show solidarity. <laughs> wow. just, that's not me. You just created a new logo. I think I just did, yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Congratulations to me for doing something I didn't want to do. Um, sounds like my life. Uh, listen, stick around. More to come. This is Double wow. Time. This is Double Time. Now, back to the show. And back to your voicemails and emails, and we're going to continue now with Kay, who got in touch. Hi, this is Kay from Buffalo, New York, and um, I wanted to let you know that I heard that in the UK, the Hable is on sale. From what I understand, it's now 203 pounds, and prior to that, it was 239 pounds. So I wanted to let you know that piece of good news, and that's supposed to uh, be until July 31st. So if anyone's thinking about getting a Hable from RNIB, this might be the time to do it. And then real quick, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to have to. You guys, come on. Okay. That handbag was for people with disabilities. It was made quite clear, at least I I thought it was clear, that people with uh, low vision found that handbag really easy because of the way the uh, lining is and things showed up really well and they could see what was in their purse. Not only that, handbags are crucial for uh, blind women and sighted women, and I think especially blind women with all the stuff we have to carry around, tables and screens and iPhones and headphones and, well, you get the idea. Anyway, I wish you would have that company on on your show. And more than that, I wish you would have the Orbit people and the Havel people and the Hymns people, and they can talk about their uh, little items that access iPhones. I think that would be interesting. I wish that uh, conversation would have gone a little deeper, but I I know they couldn't. But it was cool to hear uh, to hear that conversation between Sense Player and the Hable. And Tim mm. did a great job, just a great job. See, I can do more than complain. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, Kay. <laughs> See, that handbag was a um, uh, assistive product, Stephen Scott. It was the blue lining that did it. Apparently, <laughs> it's, it's like a Agatha Christie. It was the blue lining that done it. Um, no, it wasn't actually. It wasn't intended that way. I did actually do a bit of querying on that one after we uh, had that interview on the show, and um, yeah, it was a product which became it kind of evolved into a product which could become useful to anybody, including people with disabilities. In fact, it could benefit people with disabilities as well. 
Uh, so, yeah, we may well have the, the founder of that company on the show soon. Uh, is uh, it, We are in discussion, let's just put it that way, on oh. that one, Kay. Uh, and also to your comment, we do actually <laughs> we do feature a number of these companies on the show every so often. Uh, sometimes it's uh, maybe in episodes that have gone by a little time ago. Uh, but also, uh, you know, we, we do sometimes reach out to companies and they just don't get back to us. We, we do request <gasps> their time and we do Who ask them to come that? on. But Who would not want to be on this show? Why would show? you not want to be on this show? Exactly. I know. Professionalism, courteous. <sighs> yeah, I mean, kindness. Everything. Look yes. at everything here. Um, yes. But, well, I think Kay was talking specifically about, you know, the sense player and the Hable, you know, the, the way to control the iPhone, a, a fight out, if you will, to see oh. who is the best. Um, that's not actually a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. A fight between... See, that's the thing. We always like to bring it to arguments, don't we? We have to bring yeah, yeah, it to a discussion and a fight. It's always like a, I don't know, a typical Glasgow night out. Always <laughs> has to end in a fight. There can be only one of the uh, uh, things. So, but but what, also, what? like a Glasgow night out, could be a particularly vicious argument, but we all yes. remain friends at the end. Of course we do. Yeah, that sounds good. We need, um, we need someone who's very, very comfortable and familiar with each one of the devices. And then we'll get them all together. It doesn't have to be the companies themselves, I suppose. Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Orbit yeah. Writer would be a good one to hear about because I never hear about the Orbit Writer. Someone actually wrote in about that. We may have that email coming up. But um, but someone wrote in saying you never hear about the Orbit Writer or any experience of someone Very using true. the Orbit Writer. That's I don't true. think I've heard anyone talk about it. No. So I, I have a feeling I know somebody who might use the Orbit writer. Oh, of course I, you do. You, I, know I, well, you, know, you know who I'm thinking about, don't you? You know I'm no. thinking about Michael Babcock, right? I'm sure he uses it. Has he got a writer? He must do. He works at an organisation oh, that got sells everything. them. He'll have everything he in that. He'll be, t- he'll be oh, let's yeah, get yeah. him on. Oh, another broken one. Oh, well. <laughs> in the bag. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> very good. Kate, we will try and make that happen. That's a very good idea. But I don't think we'll get the companies on to talk about it. Well, we'll you never get, know. Actually, you never know. No, I'm not saying they won't come on. I'm just saying I think I'd actually prefer actual users of the well, devices so to come on and, yeah. and fight it out. I, you know, it's funny you say that, right? Because I remember when we started doing this show a million years ago, when mm-hmm. dinosaurs walked to the earth and obviously didn't use Android phones even then. Um, wow, okay. Blind, well, blind dinosaurs, obviously. <laughs> Carry uh, on. <laughs> we, we, st- we did discuss <laughs> this. <was> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I think I'm hallucinating over here. Do you think he saw us? Yeah, yeah, all that. Um, But, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we kind of had all these companies come on and I used to think to myself, is this just a big advert for these companies? What do real people think about this? And I'd much rather, I'm with you, I'd rather hear from actual people who use this stuff than, you know, the companies. Because, yeah, it's always nice to catch up with the companies and find out what they're doing. But, you know, even for them, the best advert is someone coming on and saying, you know, hey, this is a great product. Like we we rave about the Hable, you know. So yeah, well, you know. exactly, and uh, yeah, all, all the best will in the world. The company's not going to come on and say, "Well, this is the limitation." With this this is a and terrible that's the things you find out when you actually start. <laughs> well, I'm not even saying terrible, but you might get a product. And you, in general, I love it, but you know, in this particular area, there is this limitation, and that's where you get the uh, actual users of the product. I think would be much better. So yeah. let us know. So what what is there? There's a the Sense Player, the Hable, mm-hmm. the Orbit Writer. Is there anything else? Um, not um, on that line. No, no. I think Orbit Writer, Hable One, Sense Player now, although arguably a little bit different, I would say. I mean, it certainly has more functionality. That's true. Mm. Orbit Speak eventually might be one of them because it does control the computer or the uh, smartphone as well, but oh, really? it also has okay. audio output. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, uh, I want to move on to an email from Shazad because Shazad's not uh, too happy with you, Sean Priest. And what? I, I'm very pleased about this. Hi, Laura, <laughs> Sean and Stephen. I hope you are all fine, especially Stephen, as I would like to give my condolences of his Dougal dog passing away. Oh, thanks, It must be hard for you and your wife at this fragile time, but at least you have good memories to fall back on. Now for Sean. I have listened to the latest episode of Sean the Shed podcast, where you talked about QR codes and how you paid your taxi pay, Uh but you were biased on an app called CodeScanner, which is only on Apple. There should be an equivalent one for Android phone, but you didn't mention that. Why are you only doing one episode per month, which I feel you are slowly <laughs> abandoning your Shed podcast, what? as many listeners want you to do more episodes rather than yeah. waffling on Double Tap? Exactly. Pete, Sean, you don't want to alienate your loyal listeners. Keep up the good work, even <laughs> though I want Stephen to interview Mr F, as we all Ooh. want to know more about him. Oof. From Shazad in Birmingham. 
Uh, look, the problem is he doesn't get out of bed before midday. So no, that's the problem. He doesn't need to. Yeah. Well, you know, he doesn't need to. And, and he certainly, there's no chance of uh, getting out of bed. I mean, there'd just be a disaster, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. So, you know, this show airs at midday. I think, you know, any chance of getting him out of bed before five? I, I'm not saying anything. God bless you, Mr. Just F. I don't think it would happen. Anyway, I think we answered that question. Next email. Oh, really? Did we? <laughs> wow. You skipped um, over something there. Okay. Did the CD just sad. skip? Um, okay. Well... <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. I did neglect Android when it came to QR code scanning in the last Shaun of the Shed. You know, you were absolutely right. But I did address it. I did say, I don't know of a an app for Android which is as convenient, as easy to use as Code Scanner. If anyone else does know, then get in touch. I did make that point because, look, in, in any smartphone camera app, they are capable of scanning QR codes. iPhone, Android, just open the camera app and point at a QR code. But it's really difficult for me to find when it, it it's found or, or detected the QR code. You've got to swipe around all the time, especially in the iPhone one. It's constantly saying, you know, tilt left, tilt right or whatever. Um, whereas using the code scanning function, which is built into the iPhone, is so much easier. As soon as it detects it, it goes off and opens the URL. You don't have to do anything. And it's great for that. And yes, I will admit, I haven't found anything like that for Android. You're absolutely right. But... If anyone does know, then let me know. Oh, and why do I do it once a month? Because um, I'm not very good at it, and other people have to clean up my um, Mess. my initial recording. And let me just say, by the way, Mark, Jordan, you're the stars. Thank you, and I'm so sorry, because it's lucky it comes out once a month, because I'm so slow at doing it. Well, they need to go into rehab, don't they, for two weeks? Each yes. episode, after each one? <laughs> yes, I think that's, that's true. Right. It costs us a fortune on the, on the production bill, I'll tell you. It's unbelievable. Sorry. Sorry, we have to cut down your sausage bill, unfortunately, this month. All right, okay. Sorry. There, I've said it. Sorry. <laughs> that, I am sorry. Everyone, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, okay. Stephen, I'm sorry. Uh, your, I'm sorry. Your apology has been noted. Not accepted, but oh. noted. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, Dan has got in touch regarding the uh, what seems to be the ever-ending, never-ending argument. Ever-ending? That could be also appropriate. Between iOS and Android, they forever fight. Oh. Um, Dan wants to weigh in on that, and he also wants to pick me up on my reading. Congratulations, okay. Stephen, on trying to read a book. Yay. I remember all too well receiving books in the mail. I'm glad I can download them from the National Library Service for the Blind. I would like to respond to the person who sent an email to you yesterday suggesting I use a USB connection between my Mantis and Android phone. If that's all Google can support, this is pathetic. Oh I remember you had someone from Google on the show and he gave some lame excuse why they couldn't support the new HID standard. I think we need to keep the pressure on Google to do the right thing. Half-baked solutions are not solutions. I tried using a Brailleant display connected by USB with a Pixel phone and the data transfer was so slow that it wasn't practical. I wasted two hours with Google trying to sort out the issue. They just filed a bug report, which is meaningless. The person who sent you an email also suggested I contact the Android support list, but that is a waste of time. People will admit that Braille support isn't good, but then don't offer a practical solution. I'm sticking with iOS. From Dan. Ah, you see the endless debate. Now, it's interesting oh. because this is kind of now going down Braille lines rather than actual iOS versus Android. It's, it's to do with the Braille aspect, which is a big issue. And I think as well... We have to be brutally honest with each other about this. There are more blind people using iPhones than there are using Android phones. Now, <gasps> you could, you could, uh, you mm -hmm. could argue that this back if you look on an international scale. I think it's probably true that worldwide, there's probably more blind people use Android than use iOS. Because when you think about countries where there's less access, certainly from a financial point of view, there's less access to latest devices. Android will probably win out. Um, but the question would be if they had a choice. Oh, let's not go there. Uh, but you know, if <laughs> wow. <laughs> but if you look at the US, if you look at Canada and the UK, I am going to just put it out there, and I think this is backed up with stats that I don't have access to at the moment. But I'm pretty sure this is you know with these various web aim studies they've done I over think the years. We've covered and, this before. Yes. Yeah. I think the, there were right. numbers on this that said that there were more people using iOS than Android. Now, again, it's. You can get into the nuances of this, and I'm not going to get into the whole fight about it, but it does come down to the fact, and it actually comes back to a conversation we had last week around narrator versus NVDA versus JAWS. You know, ultimately, resources and access to information um, will 
be there'll be more of those, but the more users. You know, so for example, if I am using in NVDA, for example, there's a huge group of people out there using that that software, that particular screen reader, and there's therefore there's huge amounts of resources, huge amounts of forums and conversations. Whereas there's much less when it comes to narrator. And the same is true, I think, of Android to iOS. Now, guaranteed, and, and granted, I should say, but also guaranteed that that will be increasing with the more people using it. Absolutely true. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, of course, the specific point that Dan's picking up on is sometimes you go on these forums, you ask a question, and you get, you know, maybe some kind of narky comment back, but nothing that's actually a solution. Well, that's not really on the forum, though, I don't think. We can't really blame them It doesn't them have for to that. be narky. It could be, yes, it doesn't work very well, and no, there isn't a workaround. There isn't a solution to this, mm. um, and especially when it comes to Braille and things like that. But I think, you know, as a general rule, I wouldn't say it was a lame excuse um, that Google gave about HID. They simply said that it's at a kernel level. It wasn't I mean, an excuse. It's not an excuse. It is what it is. There, there is a fact. quick fix for this. Dan, you could argue there's another example of accessibility not being thought about from you know day zero. But the, the reality is, is what it is. Um, I, I do think, actually, it's something that should be picked up on a bit more, the, the Braille support in Android. You know, why is it at a level it's at? But it is what it is. If there's no workaround for it, then iOS is... Probably your best bet. And that's not to say iOS is perfect when it comes to Braille display support either. It's always interesting to me, though, because whenever I read a forum about this, or if I ever get into a conversation with someone, and it's always difficult, because whenever I meet someone who's an Android user, I almost feel immediately they're in defence mode. They're immediately saying, nothing wrong with my phone. My phone's great. (laughs) I I have no idea. I have no idea. I've never said a bad thing ever about Android. All I've said is, you know, have you ever met someone who owns an Android phone and happens to be a rather unhappy individual? Now I know why. (laughs) I've tried Android. I get it. I feel your pain. I'm kidding the Android people. Relax. It's not that you're going to email in because it's so difficult to do it. (laughs) But... (laughs) Didn't you say last time we was using Android that you really loved the keyboard on Android? Listen, I think Android's great. If I was starting out today, I'd probably be all over Android. That's the truth of it. It's a brilliant OS. It's got so much to offer. I'm just trapped inside the Apple world. I admit that. So I'm not going to pretend for a second okay. that, you know, I, I wouldn't jump. I, I, I wouldn't ever pretend I was going to jump ship because I wouldn't. I certainly tried. I've flirted with. Oh. The, the world of Google for many, many years tried so many different types of phones. And I'm, as I've said before, I'm very jealous of the amount of devices that you guys have access to. But, you know, for me, it's just, it's not something I'm ever going to use. And it's why I've cut back on talking about it from a, a trial point of view, from my viewpoint, because I think it comes back to this point. If, if I was to, you know, I get so many different views on this that get flung at me. You should talk more about Android. Well, if I talk about Android, I'm going to talk about it from a zero credibility point of view, because I don't use it. I don't use it every day. I could find an issue on an Android phone by picking it up, turning it on, finding an issue and saying, oh, this is terrible. And then someone comes along and says, oh, if you just did this, it'd be fixed. And, you know, but of course you would know that if you used it all the time. And I, you know, equally, you and I can do that with with iPhones. We can say, oh, yeah, that issue. Okay, well, you can get around it by doing this. The focus jumps around all the time. You just need to jump quickly back to where you were. That's <laughs> yes. right. Or, you know, learn, you know the, the, I remember the time I learned... Or the, the music will start playing when you try and dictate something. <laughs> yeah, you just got to make sure you're in the text field. My my favourite one was the scrub feature. You know, where you almost do a backwards N on yes. the screen scrub. Yes, And yeah. that takes you back. That's like your escape. And I had no idea that was even a thing until one day. The lightning bolt. No, that's right. Yeah. And I, I remember getting that feature, you know, that getting the, to learn that gesture. And I thought... That's fantastic. But if you don't know, you don't know. You don't know. I think that is, that's ultimately the problem here. You know, it's one thing to, you know, you think back to the days of VCRs and you got the VCR and you got the 8,000 page manual that came with it in every language you could think of. And you would sort of scoot through the, the pages to the particular, your language, English or whatever. And you would go in there and you would, you would read through it and you would, you know, have answers to all your questions. Everything you wanted to know about that video recorder the information was in there. Nowadays, mm-hmm. you buy a smartphone, you get nothing. You barely even get told how to turn the thing on. True. So what, yeah, I, and there's so much in these devices, so many aspects to them. And I think that's a mistake. I think that's one thing that for some reason they've done this. I don't know who came up with this idea of let's just give them nothing and let's just play it as a land of discovery. Even for sighted people, that's a, that's a nightmare. 
You know, and I, I had a friend who had this exact thing. He, he wasn't disabled. He got a new smartphone. He wasn't particularly technical. He wasn't into tech that much. And he gets this smartphone and he used to be terrified because he couldn't figure out how to turn it on. And then when he did finally turn it on, he couldn't figure out how to turn it off. And he, <laughs> he used to, I remember every night he'd put it back in the box, turn it off and put it back in the box and put it away. You know, as if, you know, I've used it today. That's it. You know, and, and every day was like a, a gradual kind of like I'll learn something new today. But that meant he had to ask someone True. for help. And that's a sighted person. Add all the complexity of screen readers, of Braille, of all that on top. And we're really all fighting amongst ourselves then because we're all trying to come up with the answer. It feels like we are the ones having to provide the instruction manual. And that's why people get annoyed at forums. But it's like, you're not giving me the answer. Yeah, but you know what? It's not really on me to give the answer. It should be the company that provide a detailed manual that you can actually use. But the, the, the information is so scant. Sometimes, and I have to say in Google's cases, it is actually wrong. I've had so many times I've gone onto the website, it's just out of date. Well, yeah. And that's mean, another issue. Because again, yes. you've got all this constant change going on in the different background. Different handsets, different skins, different interfaces. That's, well, exactly. That's another thing. But you could say, I mean, you know, the size of these companies, the amount of resources they have to hand, why isn't there a app on there which is, you know, a, a really detailed videos, audio, tutorial on everything? So do you know what Humanware did this? So Humanware have, as you know, a range of different devices, and they developed the Buddy app. So the Buddy app, you download onto your smartphone, and it will talk you through or walk you through with instruction manuals, everything about their product. You choose the product, and there's everything you need to know about it in there. That's it. Makes total Everyone's sense. Everyone do that. Yep. Yep. That, now, I mean, you, you're, if Humanware can do it, and they're, you know, and relative to Google and Apple, they're a small company. They're not, they're not a tiny company of, of course, at all, but they are a small company in comparison to those two. Of course. Well, Apple and Google couldn't do that. They couldn't build that level of resource. And think of the value. Think of the amount of calls you wouldn't have to make to their support lines. I mean, just think this through a little bit, you know? Yep. Teach a man to fish, or whatever. Or Give woman, him a fishing uh, rod, and well, he'll that, never need fish again. So there you go. We've sorted that problem out for you. You can have that one, Google and Apple. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> uh, I wanted, speaking of Braille, actually, uh, on the subject of the Mantis Q40, the Braille display I don't have, but I want, uh, here's Elena. Dear Sean and Stephen, the meaning of blind pride has eluded me completely. Sean, thank you for making sense out of it for me. I have no oh. blind pride and no disabilities, shame of any sort. What a relief. Smile. <laughs> Stephen, thank you for not using the R word. My sweet, gentle cousin who has cognitive challenges has been deeply hurt by that word. Do you feel comfortable telling me what the documentary is called? I might listen in. Sean, I would gladly send you reading material too. If Braille is something you want to pursue, I have ideas and I am willing to help by providing uncontracted short articles on some different materials. I can give you standard Braille and, via hand copy, a little bit larger cell. Updating info I gave you, I can now connect my Mantis Q40 to Samsung devices via Bluetooth. It was seamless and Samsung has a long list of Braille displays to choose from. I don't know about other Android devices. This just came to be when I finally updated everything this week. Today's show was grand. Best to both of you, Lena. So a lot of different things in there, actually. <laughs> I added my notes, this was talking about specifically the Amantis, but actually lots of interesting points in there. Uh, and in one particular area, <clears throat> in case you're wondering what on earth that was all about, if you haven't been keeping up to date, um, the, the R word conversation was relating to a documentary which aired on Channel 4 in the UK here, I believe, last week, uh, which featured a, comedian, a disabled comedian called Rosie Jones talking about how this word was used against her a lot growing up and talking about the endless, it seems, online abuse that she has faced. And it's kind of created quite a bit of a controversy here in the UK, not because of the topic, but because of the word, the R word being used in the title. I'm not going to say the word here because I know it upsets people. So I'm not going to say it here. But, you know, that is has that word alone has really driven a lot of the controversy even before the documentary was aired and and my argument would be let's watch the documentary first um and then after that let's debate the merits of using the word or not i think but you know i, I get people have a very strict view on this and and you know i can understand it you know I, I, look it's a word i used to get thrown about at a lot i think 
There's a lot of people who want to take ownership of the word. They feel that it's a word that's relative to certain classes of disability or certain types of disabilities. I'm not entirely sure that's true from a mainstream or, you know, out there point of view. I think people just use the word and they don't really think about the meaning of it. I think if you're if you're stupid enough to throw the word around, you're probably not that smart to figure out what the word's intention is for. No one's going to say, "Oh, well, I'm sorry, you're not, you're not learning disabled, so I won't call you this word." They just yeah, they just use the word. It's just used as an insult. It could be any it's word, an to be honest, but it's yeah. it's just got a negative connotation in that in that use. I, wait, so where is this this documentary? Uh, so I don't know how worldwide it's going to be available. So apologies, Lena, it may not be available where you are, but I know it's available in the UK on Channel Four, uh, which I think is what they're calling their on-demand service these days. Uh, so or OD, or is that it like keeps it changing? Be, yeah, I think yeah. it's changed again. But yeah, Channel 4 in the UK. So hopefully it will be available elsewhere in the world to get uh, other people a Maybe chance on to. Maybe YouTube. Might be on YouTube, yeah. Might be on YouTube. Shh. 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 Okay. Get people Thank in you. trouble. Enough trouble as it is. <laughs> and thanks for the offer of the Braille material. I still haven't uh, managed to snag the Orbit reader of my partner yet, but. Um, but, you know, again, and we'll get into this because we're running out of time, but I, I just want to say this again, you know, we, we, I've had a great time learning to read Braille and enjoying my book as I've started now into it and I'm enjoying it. It's taking me a while, but I'm getting there. But that's, that's me. And again, I think it's not that we should all have to dive into this. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And that's okay. That's absolutely what works for you is, is right for you. And I think that's the other side of this debate is, you know, we should all just pick the path that we that suits us, right? And for me, I, I quite enjoy it. And maybe you will one day, but maybe it's not for you right now. So Mine is the lazy path. Thank you. Yeah, we know that. Uh, listen, that's it for today. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, feedback at uh, doubletaponair.com. Call us the usual way. Keep in touch and we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air and on Mastodon at Double Tap. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.